Happy holidays, everybody. We don't keep the Christ and Christmas in this podcast. Welcome to Call a Safe Point, but not for me, where God is dead and we killed him. I'm your co-host, Tully Hodgkinson. Fuck Christmas. <laughs> I'm Declan. Happy Hanukkah, bitch. Damn. Just I don't even know when Hanukkah is this year. Um, Hanukkah could be like I think Hanukkah six already months happened. past and you'd never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fuck, now I have to figure out how to spell Hanukkah. H-A-U Hanukkah 2021. Something... November 28th to December 6th, so we, we missed it by quite a bit. <laughs> um, Oops. Disclaimer, I'm not Jewish. Neither of us are. <laughs> uh, we're not cool. Yeah, we're, 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 we're just boring. We were, we're just boring white people who were raised in sort of Catholic households. I yeah. wasn't, but I was Catholic adjacent. I don't even... I don't even know what denomination of Christianity my family is. That's how Jesus. detached I am from it. But eh, whatever. Probably one of the lame ones, like Lutheran or some shit. I don't know. I, I've no. Probably idea. one of the lame ones. Probably one of the lame ones, like Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is a religion slander podcast. Yeah, I was I was born into a uh, Christian slash Catholic family, and uh, I could not be far from that right now. I could I, I could <laughs> not be any farther than I would like to be from that. So uh, I think I've distanced myself quite a bit. <laughs> but We're but, not you know. here to talk about religion. <laughs> We're here to talk about video games. I mean, yeah. <laughs> video games. There's a lot of gods video in video games. games. We kill them usually. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. Pretty metal. <laughs> So, the Game Awards, right? <laughs> yeah, so we should probably preface this. For those who didn't see the announcement on our Twitter, we're doing a bit of a flip-flop. Mm-hmm. So, this week's episode, which was originally going to be the near episode, uh, is now getting pushed out to next week, the 22nd, I believe. Mm-hmm. And this will be our quick save for the month of December, which we are going to be talking about um, the Game Awards and our picks for uh, games that we enjoyed this year slash our game of the year pick. Mm-hmm. The the reason being, um, I'm not trying to do any spoilers here, I ended up enjoying the game too much, and I'm way behind because I'm, like, doing everything. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, m- my bad on that, but uh, here we are. Um, I thought it was a good um, compromise since the Game Awards just happened, so it's going to be mm-hmm. a little fresh. Yeah. Also, just so you're not the only one throwing yourself under the bus, I am also relatively pretty far behind. <laughs> you're farther than me. So, yeah, but it doesn't feel like much further. But we won't we won't talk about that so far. All right. We're here to talk about Jeff Keighley and his video game awards that he gives out every year to four games, and then the rest of it is announcements for other games. So I'd like to start off by saying we're very uh, inclusive space. We we want to keep this stuff going, and uh, you know we're we're, we're not going to jump right into a uh, bigoted company immediately after saying this. But I just I just want to let you guys know that we're very inclusive, and uh, we we would never ever shun any listeners or uh, anything like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And uh, sp- speaking of uh, not shutting our listeners, we're actually sponsored by Activision Blizzard today. <laughs> uh, we would like, we're going to, you know, we we just want to talk. It's not even a game specifically. We just want to talk about how great, how great uh, Bobby is. Kotek. He's a, Bobby Kotek. Yeah, he's a, I don't know what his fucking last name is. Fuck that <laughs> It <guy>. is Kotek. 
it's Kotick, Kotick. I, I don't know. He's a co-prick, if you ask me. Whoa, but whoa, whoa. Anyway. We, were, we were fucking sponsored by... Th- I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck them. Listen, if if I could take Activision Blizzard's money and then shit on them in the next breath, fuck yeah. We get fucking sued. That sounds dope as fuck. Yeah, well, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Okay. But yeah. So I, I suppose we should probably preface this, and I imagine like we'll add a little blurb in the beginning of the episode, or I suppose by the time you're listening to this episode, we already have. Uh, we are also planning on touching on uh, some of the the things going on with Activision Blizzard, um, and you know some of the controversy that ended up surrounding that uh, during the Game Awards themselves, and. I don't know exactly when we'll get into it, so like I said, there'll probably just be like some blurb at the top of the episode, but uh, I guess uh, a, a, a general like trigger slash content warning for, you know, sexual harassment and uh, just things of that nature, so we'll, we'll uh, you know, we'll, just a heads up. Yeah, and if, if it wasn't painfully obvious what our, like, stances on this kind of thing... Um, it, it will be pretty, uh, pretty finely outlined on exactly <laughs> what toleration is. You know? <laughs> yeah, we will, we will not be blurring any lines in this episode. Yeah. I assure you of that. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure when that will come up, but I do want to start off on a, um, bit of a happier note and kind of, you know, talk about the game awards before we get into the, uh you know, hellscape that is Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know what your thoughts were, but, um, or your thoughts are on starting this, uh, if you'd like to start with the, the absolute winner, or if you'd want to talk about what we thought was good out of. Uh, I think, you know, we can kind of touch on, like, you know, some of the announcements that were made, uh, the problem with the Game Awards that I found this year that I, uh, I suppose I should preface this. This is my second year, like, really sitting down and watching the Game Awards, so I'm not, like, you know, super plugged into how they've been in previous years, but I was I was a little disappointed with how little they gave focus to the, like, awards themselves. Yeah. There were only, like, four or five throughout the main show, and the rest of it was just announcements, which is cool and all, but it would have been nice to see, like, more games recognized, especially yeah. because a lot of the awards they give out in the pre-show are, like, you know, some of them are pretty substantial rewards, in my opinion, like, you know, best video game soundtrack, and that was just kind of like brushed under the rug like it was nothing so i was a little disappointed to see that it it was a hype title and i'm really excited about that (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah it's my first year uh tuning in uh i was next to forced to to watch by uh our co-host here (laughs) i asked you i did not force you to do anything oh well i mean it was kind of like hey do you want to do this for the show i think it'd be good and i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I mean, I was happy to oblige. I, we, I think it was my first time tuning into E3 as well with you this year. So, I mean, it's a first for mm-hmm. many things. It's what happens when you have a video game podcast. You now all of a sudden are obliged to pay attention to, like, the big games, game events that happen every year. Yeah, and the Game Awards is kind of just like if he did, like, a halftime show for three hours and then that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think is pretty funny. So, Declan. Yeah. 
games that stood out to you as far as like announcements went? Are there any like big ones? I thought it was really funny when they showed the uh, Sonic Frontiers trailer and it was an open world Sonic game. <laughs> you and I definitely <laughs> did get a decent chuckle. We, we, if, uh, <laughs> just the idea of an open world Sonic game, I'm very skeptical. Sonic ran up to like the the rock that Link stood on in uh, Breath of the Wild's trailer, and then it panned out, and I was like, "Oh my God, is this a Sonic <laughs> Sonic open world game?" And he like stared at me like I was an idiot, and we both started laughing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't know. I feel like I probably haven't touched a Sonic game since the original, uh, but I think it's fair to say that very few Sonic games have been good recently, or for a while yeah uh i don't know it'll be interesting to see if it a really is an open world sonic game and b if it's good that'd be kind of and i it it could be cool Hmm. the idea is cool but the execution could be pretty miserable yeah um it's I, i don't have high hopes i i used to be a huge sonic fan i've kind of dropped off over the years uh, I was a Sonic cringe kid for a while when I was younger, but um, I still keep up with the Sonic games just because there were a couple ones that were really great, like, you know, um, Sonic Unleashed and all that. Uh, I, I loved Sonic Unleashed. That, that that one is, like, mixed reviews. It's just like every other fucking game that I like, Final Fantasy Thirteen and, you know, uh, Catherine all have very mixed reviews on everything, but I absolutely love them. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't say Final Fantasy Thirteen had mixed reviews. I would definitely call them negative reviews. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's so underrated. Anyway, um, but I mean, I hope I hope this game's good. Um, I might check it out. I'm not sure if I will be buying it immediately because Sega just does not know what to do with Sonic. Um, I might, you know, wait a couple of months, see how it goes. <laughs> um, you know how that is, but yeah, I mean, that's enough Sonic talk for me. Uh, another cool thing that I was looking at, and um, I don't want to steal your th- your thunder, so I'm going to leave one of these for you because I know you're very excited about it. Um, okay. But, I mean, Final Fantasy VII Intergrade um, yes. looks really good. Um, Elden Ring... I was very excited for um, the Cuphead DLC finally coming out. Yes! We finally have a release date for the Cuphead DLC. Yeah, it's been so long. (laughs) I literally creamed, bro. I was so fucking excited to finally see a release date. I forgot that uh, Delicious Last Chorus was their, their DLC. Stands for DLC, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, is this Cuphead 2? <laughs> I was uh, sorely mistaken. And uh, one other, I mean, The Matrix, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the, like, the, I don't know, I I haven't, like, played it, but is it, I wonder, is it, like, a demo? Apparently is it, it's like, out a right full, now. I don't, I know it is out right now, but I think it's only out for next-gen consoles, but... I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was, like, a demo for Unreal 5 and it was, like, based around the first movie or if it was, like, a full-fledged game based around the first movie. It was hard to tell, but I don't know. It's literally out right now, so I guess I could just look it up, but I'm too lazy. Probably. Uh, One last thing I want to talk about for releases was uh, 
uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2's DLC. That's not a huge release or anything, but um, I'm a fan of Warhammer Vermintide 2, so um, hopefully that's good. But Warhammer had a lot of announces or announcements this this game awards. I was yeah. very surprised. I mean, um, there's you know there's Warhammer 40k, right? And then there's uh, yeah, I yeah, which I don't care about, but I, I do like uh, Vermintide too. So, I mean, if if they can uh, hit it out of the fucking uh, park with this one, I'll be pretty ha- I'll be pretty happy, and maybe I can convince you to play with me. Maybe I mean I'd be at least down to play Vermintide too because it has like that, um, uh, like a it's like a Left 4 Dead type game, right? Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm certainly not opposed to it. That's that's the only one I'd want you to play. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's also like just separated enough from like whatever Warhammer is. Like, yeah. Warhammer is about as far from my knowledge of expertise as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I know next to nothing about it, but. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd at least be interested in, in playing it. Yeah. I mean, other than that, there's not really much um, I'm super excited for. Um, but I know there's there's one thing that sticks out like a sore thumb that I know you probably want to talk about. <laughs> and what would that be, Declan? Do you, do you want me to say it, or do you want to guess what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, my guess would be Among Us VR. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, unironically, Among Us VR sounds like a fantastic idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it'd be, I think it's, it'll be a little awkward at first, but uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be great. I, I own a Quest 2. I bought it maybe probably a year ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it's great. I think it, you know, it's, it's as close to like VR being a commercial product that we have right now mm-hmm. and it's just you know it being like its own thing and despite the fact that it's not necessarily as powerful as something like the the Oculus Rift or even like the the Vive or the Valve Index you know things like that it's its ability to be as compact as it is and you know run some pretty solid games i mean it has like Resident Evil 4 VR, uh, I mean, Among Us VR is, like, a pretty big title. Uh, There's that Walking Dead game that I know a lot of people really like. I mean, so it's good to see that we're getting games like, you know, Resident Evil 4 and Among Us onto this system, which I think is a great way to attract more people to the platform and, you know, make VR kind of like the next big thing in gaming. That I'm pretty excited for, specifically. Or turn people away when it comes to... Resident Evil 4, because a lot of incels are upset about the panty thing. Well, the people who are going to be upset about Resident Evil 4 not having upskirts of 18-year-olds versus the people who want to get into the Quest 2 are probably pretty far from each other, I would think. that's true. It'll be half and half. But you know how it is. People are going to be upset over certain things like that. Like, personally, I'm not very upset with uh, that thing, but I am a little irked at some of the uh conversation um there's some some dialogue that they took out but um i mean it's not going to turn me away from actually playing the game it's it's a great game either way and it's it's very minimal the stuff they took out so at first i was like shocked but now it's kind of just like you know it's it's just like something that uh is gonna happen no matter what you know like 
Yeah. We're not living in 2004 anymore. (laughs) Yeah. It's 2021. Sometimes, sometimes removing that kind of dialogue is necessary, I think. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Uh, I I mean, is there anything else on this list that you're like gunning for? Like anything else Uh, on on these things? There was that, that Forspoken game that kind of stuck out to me. That game looked kind of cool. I don't even remember what it was. It was like, um, I don't know. It was hard to kind of tell specifically what it was, but I know they, it was revealed at E3 earlier this year, and I was just like, eh, whatever, this looks kind of dumb. But for whatever reason, the trailer this time around actually kind of, it stuck with me a bit, and I thought, okay, maybe maybe I will end up checking it out. Um, but I mean, mostly a lot of the stuff you listed, I'm like, I'm super excited for uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade to come to PC uh, just because, you know, uh, getting a hold of a next-gen console, especially a PS5, mm-hmm. is such a pain in the ass that it, it basically makes that game completely inaccessible to the a, a large majority of the people who played the original remake. Yeah. And, you know, for it to come to PC is... I, I think that's a fucking great decision. I completely agree, uh, um, but I was a little upset to see the Epic Games story, but that's because I'm, like, a fucking Steam purist. Yeah, I feel like... I... To a certain degree, I understand where the, like, hesitancy comes from for a lot of people when it comes to the Epic Games Store, but I think it's necessary, you know? Because, like, Steam has had such a chokehold on the PC games industry for so long that I feel like it kind of deserves some competition. Yeah. Uh, I think it it's... I don't know. I, I, I'm not, like, super plugged into, like, the PC community. I'm not, like, a PC Master Race kind of guy. I, I mean... As a games collector, you kind of can't afford to be, but I don't know. I think I think maybe it's a good thing. I don't think it's as big a deal as a lot of people are making it out to be. Yeah, it's not a huge deal, uh, but uh, I mean, like, I'm definitely like a, a neckbeard. Not really. Um, <laughs> if I was a neckbeard, you'd tell me, right? I would tell you. Okay. Thank God. Um, but <laughs> um, I guess the the only reason it's really upsetting to me, and I, I do think Steam should have some kind of a competition. I just like having all my games in one place, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's kind of like if I had a console, right? Um, it, it's like having an Xbox, and they're both released on the same... Like, it's a game that's released on both Xbox and the PS4, and, uh, like, your grandma gets you a Christmas present, and she gives you a PS4 game, but you have an Xbox, right? <laughs> like that's that mm-hmm. that's how it feels for me. But it, yeah, it, it's not a huge deal because I can still do it. I, I think it's more of like the hour counter and like the uh, the achievements list, like the stuff that I can put on my profile to make sure people know I'm an elite gamer. It's kind of that kind of shit that like is a little disappointing, but I can live through it. Mm-hmm. I I I suppose I understand that. Like there are definitely like small little inconveniences that I could see being like yeah. an issue, but for the most part, I think in the long run it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not saying like, oh man, Steam is the end all be all kind of thing. I just you know I I I like my 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 showcase stuff. I like being able to brag about the achievements I got and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. you know it's it's not a huge deal. It's it's not a big like. I've I've come to terms with the fact that uh, it's going to be on different different places, and if I really felt like it, I could wait for it to eventually be be released on Steam because a lot of things have done that, 
And if it doesn't, then hey, I mean, Epic Game Store still has it, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, I mean, there's that. Uh, this one didn't get announced at the Game Awards, but it got announced afterwards, I believe. But there's this little game called Tunic that got announced in like fuck, maybe like 2016, 2017 at uh, one of Xbox's E3 panels, and I've been super excited for it ever since, and that finally got a release date, March 16th. So that I'm super fucking excited for. Damn. Um, this, this isn't a game I'm necessarily excited for, but I was very surprised to see a Telltale game get announced. Right. Like, Telltale is actually coming back as a company, which I guess is cool. I don't know. I, I'm not, like, super into Telltale as a, like, a series, as a... a a games company or their games aren't ever necessarily super intriguing to me, but I, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool to see them, to see them coming back a bit. See, the only issue with me for that is like, um, like you said, telltale is never really intriguing. I just kind of think that, uh, pretty much like, like I've always said, like the, the walking dead is a good telltale game. I fuck with that. Um, but like most of the other ones are kind of just like choose your own adventure, um, like fanfics mm-hmm. in, in, in my opinion, I mean, I, like, like, like <laughs> you can love them all you want, but like they're, they're all non-canon, like YN says this kind of stuff. And I, I don't necessarily enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that for sure. But I mean, Hey, Telltale is a company coming back. That's not a bad thing, is it? I mean, I was not aware if they had any massive controversies, and if they do, then fuck them. But if they don't, then great, they're coming back. As far as I know, they don't, but I I believe the reason they went under is because they just took on so many licenses, and eventually they just couldn't afford to pay for it because their games weren't selling as much anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was unfortunate to see them go, but I'm I'm glad they're able to at least try to make a comeback. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I, I guess we'll see how long this uh, this lasts. If they do actually uh, make some more money, if they don't, then you know um, it'll sad to be sad to see them go a second time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I hope they do stay in business because you know I, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish like uh, a shutdown by any means in most places other than maybe you know activision (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh and then the last thing that i can really think of that stood out to me there was that uh the suicide squad game kill the justice league that game like actually does look kind of dope yeah um doesn't kind of look like a a four-player shooter kind of like uh left for dead Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the Guardians of the Galaxy game that came out not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be like a four, like a a four first, like a four player first person shooter is the words I was looking for before my brain stroked out. Uh, But I don't know. It looks like it could be fun. It definitely looks multiplayer. I'm kind of hoping it is because I think that would add a lot of charm to it. Yeah, that could be cool for. uh... Um, multiple things. I'm uh, the the world's kind of just moving to more multiplayer focused things too. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense though, considering that a lot of 
like platforms are starting to embrace like cross play and mm. cross progression and stuff like that. Like now that PlayStation has kind of given into the whole cross cross play movement, it's mm. definitely a lot easier for game companies to, you know, make games cross platform and you can play with whoever wherever you want, you know. I'm very excited about this movement because uh I for some reason have opted to sell my Xboxes over and over because I don't like playing an Xbox. I don't know what it is. Um but yeah, I'm I'm happy that, that they are doing more games cross platform so I can stay connected with like you and some other friends that uh also have Xboxes. Mhm. But yeah. That's about it for games that like stood out to me, I think. At least of the ones that like on the list I was looking at slash the ones I can remember. Mhm. So if we want to actually talk about the actual like the winners of the uh, awards, we can we do you want to go through the entire list? <laughs> I think we can just kind of hit the ones that were touched on in the main show. I don't think we have to go through all the ones that were touched on in the pre-show. Okay. Cuz so, those were a lot of like smaller awards. There are a couple ones that I actually want to talk about um even if it is briefly cuz there's some games that I like on here, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I guess to get those couple out of the way, um, I want to talk about um, Best Fighting Game being given to Guilty Gear Strive. Very excited about that. Um, you, like, popped off. You, like, pog- you pogged in real life when that was announced. Well, I mean, I was looking at this list, and there was there was some pretty meaty contenders for the uh, Best Fighting Game on there, and I was like, fuck. I was, like, at the edge of my seat. Guilty Gear Strive got highlighted, and I was like, "Let's fucking go!" And I was like, actually, like, I was like standing up and shit. <laughs> yeah, like the one the one thing I saw you get genuinely excited about was that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I didn't know it was coming because uh, I I didn't know that they were gonna do a segment on a uh, best fighting game. But um, if you can't tell, I mean, maybe I haven't talked about it as much on the show, but. Um, outside of it, I, I talk about Guilty, Guilty Gear quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, you really do. And uh, yeah, it's it's a fun game. We should play it sometime eventually. But um, I'm I'm a little less into that idea. But yeah, I know because it's it's a fighting game, and I'll pretty much always whoop your ass. Well, that has nothing to do with it. I've just never really liked fighting games. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Listen, I don't have to do the show with you if I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway the the only other one i'd really want to talk about other than um most anticipated game which i assume we'll get into well actually we'll probably get into best score in music as well but um i guess we'll we'll uh we we can make our way through this or whatever is there one you want to bring up maybe we can do it like back and forth um i mean the only one that i really remember thinking like anything about i was very surprised to see it takes to take goatee this year yeah that that was a little kind of out of left field but um a lot of people really do like uh that game and uh it, it is pretty wholesome mm-hmm. i just the problem with this year i'm realizing is that i didn't play like 90 percent 
of the big heavy hitters that came out. Like I didn't, I didn't play It Takes Two. I didn't play Death Loop. I didn't play Psychonauts Two. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the games that came out this year that were like contenders for a lot of the awards this year, I realized I just didn't play. So I can't like necessarily have an opinion. But even like just from the prior knowledge that I have, I was very surprised to see It Takes Two win out. Like especially when it comes to like Psychonauts 2 being on that list, mm-hmm. uh, Deathloop even, I would say. Um, I mean, Psychonauts 2 in general, like it was nominated for a ton of awards, didn't win a single one, as far right. as I know. At yeah. least none of the big ones, which I was super surprised by, because I know people adore that game. Yeah, it kind of sucked to see, because, I mean, it's such a massive title, and it not it taking such like a huge hiatus, too. I figured there'd be more hype surrounding it, but... I mean, hey, It Takes Two is a great game in its in itself, and uh, um, I I didn't play it, but I did uh, watch two of my friends play it, um, and kind of help them with all the puzzles. <laughs> um, so it was th- it was fun in that regard. The story looks really nice, and uh, it's a very nice and heartwarming, family friendly adventure. I th- I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, those are yeah. those those two games are kind of like the ones that came to mind when I thought of the the winners this year. And then Deathloop coming and winning like fifteen awards, and then getting dunked on at the end. I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was Deathloop. I was very skeptical on before it came out. I did not think it was necessary. I didn't even think it was going to release. Period. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be one of those games that like was stuck in development hell for forever but i was a glad to see it come out and b glad to see it get received so well and that's like of the games i wish i could have played this year that was like the one you know but i just never ended up getting around to it i'm sure we'll get to it eventually for the show at least but uh oh yeah uh, i mean as people i think we gotta get like uh get on top of the like the games that come out in the years like try and at least touch on them a little bit before like the game awards and so we can actually have an opinion when it comes down to it when we do episodes like this but i mean yeah for now there wasn't really a ton of like crazy heavy hitters there was like six or seven that came out this year that were really big Mm -hmm. um so i i think part of the reason why like Looking back on it, 2021 was sort of a pretty like sparse release schedule if I were, if I'm like remembering correctly. Yeah. Um I mean, there was th- I there were some games here and there that released, like obviously a lot of the games that came out that were eventually nominated for awards and whatnot, but I think like especially seeing all the games that were announced for like early quarter 1 2022, like next year is going to be like next year's going to be heavy when it comes to like super big releases. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff releasing it releasing in like March, February, May, like that those early few months is going to be it's going to be really tight when it comes to new stuff. And unfortunately for me, there wasn't a lot that I saw that really caught my eye um subtracting Elden Ring, of course, because I'm excited for that. But, um, I mean, all in all, the, uh, the releases did look good. I just, it, n- nothing that got me really excited. And, 
I was kind of not really into it in the beginning <laughs> when we started watching. Yeah, it. you were, you're a real cocksucker in like the first half of the show. And then and then I started like kind of getting into it. I don't know what was going on. Uh, so I, I apologize to not only you but to the uh, <laughs> listeners for that one. <laughs> I mean. To be fair, there wasn't, like, a ton of stuff announced in the first half that was really gripping to begin with. Yeah. But uh, I think it, it definitely picked up in the latter half. Yeah. But, but that's just how it is, you know? I mean, as a person, I think I'm kind of skeptical. So, like, when I see some of this stuff, I'm like, eh. But then, like, they'll probably be, like, my favorite games of all time if I ever get around to playing them, you know? That's mm-hmm. just, like, how I am as a person. It's kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um, either way. I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, Best Score in Music go to Near Replicant. Um, seeing um, as I'm enjoying Near Automata very, very much. Um, mm-hmm. I got excited over that. Um, that and most, most anticipated game being Elden Ring... Um, a little shocking when it came up to the other contenders that were on there. I don't remember exactly what was on there, but I do remember being actually uh, surprised that Elden Ring was the one that came out on top. For well, that. the th- the thing about that is, if you look at the if you look at the most anticipated games list of last year, yeah. it's the same. It's essentially the same list. Yeah, uh, and I'm pretty sure Elden Ring won last year too. So I am not. I am not in any way surprised. Elden Ring is like. Elden Ring is like the game everyone seems to be looking forward to. I not so much. I don't really much care for it, and I'm not like as excited as everyone else. But everyone's. Excited. I am in a very small minority. Yeah, everyone's excited because it's you know. Like George R. R. Martin is uh, writing it. That was a horrible uh, voice crack there. Uh, but anyway, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, George R. R. Martin um, is writing it, but um, he can't bring himself to finish anything. So I think they kind of like took over the reins there. They were kind of like, "Yeah, we gotta we we gotta go with this." <laughs> um, but I'm more excited that it's a new FromSoft game. Um, mm-hmm as much as uh, that might not actually be great. <laughs> I, I love, like, the Souls franchise, but um, I, I feel like there's a lot of misguided hype around it, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I think it'll... The problem with it that I, that I kind of have is it feels like, you know, FromSoft said they were done with Dark Souls... Yeah, uh, but this kind of feels like it's too much Dark Souls. Dark Souls Four. Yeah. yeah, and I, I didn't play a ton of Sekiro when that came out, but I liked that it was a very, like, aggressive departure from what the Souls formula was. Mm. Um, but this just kind of feels like it's a bit too much of a return to form that I was kind of not hoping for because i was kind of hoping they would expand on the souls formula a bit but i don't know the game's not out nobody's played it so well actually people have played it there's well nobody on this show well yeah (laughs) um people got like four hour demos six hour demos yeah but uh from what i've heard it's good but you know um i guess we'll we'll see what happens when it actually comes out 
content creator of the year, Dream. That sucks. I mean, who was surprised? <laughs> who right. nobody nobody in their right mind was surprised the Dream won creator of the year. Yeah. And I also was Every time every time I get on Twitter, I see something something in the trending tab has to do with like somebody typing in all caps and it's almost always Dream SMP related. And it's never interesting. Dream and stands. It's always fuck yeah. It's always fucking dream stands. I don't know. I have nothing against Dream. I have Me everything either. against his fans. Well, I don't even hate his fans either. But it's kind of just like it's it's like how we were with like I don't know. Well, I say we like it. It wasn't just me, but like creepypasta stuff and like um what's it like five nights at freddy's stuff and you know it's, it's kind of the same thing it feels more like a k-pop stand kind of situation to me where they're just so in your throat and aggressive with it that it's like yeah nobody gives a fuck yeah i, I didn't want to make that that um what's the word i, I don't want to make that uh comparison comparison because uh, no one deserves to uh, be compared to a dream or a uh, BTS K-pop stand, unless you're a dream stand, in which that is the perfect comparison. Oh my god! <laughs> um, what else? We got a uh, best action adventure for Metroid Dread, which I think is deserving. Yeah, that that I definitely thought was cool. I I have not finished Metroid Dread. I got to the final boss, and it was really hard, and then I got distracted by other games, so I technically have not beaten it, but I've played most of it, and that game is super fucking good. Other than Nintendo needing to get off their, like, boomer shit, they make very good games. I enjoy all of them, mostly. Is there anything else really... Oh, yeah, best performance, uh, Maggie Robertson as, uh... Oh, yeah, for as Mrs. Big Lady. Yeah, (laughs) Lady Dimitrescu. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, it was very cool to see uh, her herself get the uh, award rather than Capcom wa- walking up and taking it. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Um, so good for her. Round of applause. I'm pretty sure she's just as tall as Lady Dimitrescu is, too. <laughs> <laughs> she's fucking tall. Speaking of uh, women and getting awards and stuff uh the voice actor for tiny tina tina is hot as fuck that's true literally gorgeous um i hope she has a very successful future in everything she does not because yeah, of she's sense, just because she's she's amazing. a great voice actor <laughs> tiny tina in general is one of my favorite characters in the borderland series so it was fun to see her come up on stage and do like a little skit i guess it was yeah it was fun yeah that was a that was definitely a uh, fun little segment and uh speaking of that i'm very excited for the uh um the new game that they're coming out with i think that'll be fun yeah tiny tina's wonderland yeah i think i'm really i'm excited for it too because i really liked the um the Assault on Dragon Keep DLC from Borderlands 2, so I'm glad mm-hmm. to see that they're leaning into that the fantasy element again. I yeah. I don't know, I just I thought that was a ton of fun, so I'm Makes excited sense. to see where this goes. And I think uh Borderlands kinda needs to uh or not Borderlands really like two K needs to like 
take a step away from what they were doing with Borderlands. Uh, not not that it's like, not that Borderlands Three is a bad game, but I think that they need to work with different IPs. If you know what I mean, like they need to like focus on things that aren't like sirens and all that because they've been doing kind of the same thing for three games. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. But I mean, hey. Hopefully, uh, they keep doing what they're doing there. Yeah. But that's kind of like, that's kind of it. Um. Yeah, those are like the big, the big hitters for, at least us, I would say. Did you see Player's Choice? Player's Choice, Player's Choice was Halo Infinite, wasn't it? Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Um. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't like Vanguard or something else. Or Battlefield, because I don't think either of those really deserved it, but Halo seems to be doing a good job. Yeah, Halo absolutely deserves it. Halo is a fucking... Halo Infinite is a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. I also think that uh, they're they're actually listening, um, mm-hmm. because they've already altered some of their, uh, their things. Um, they've already altered like their in-game purchases and things. Which is really cool. I think just in general, like the fact that they made the multiplayer free is absolutely a step in the right direction and mm-hmm. completely where like in order for Halo Infinite to kind of bring back a lot of the old Halo fans that left because of the reception of Halo four and five, mm-hmm. I think you know, I think the decisions that three four three has made for Halo Infinite in both the multiplayer and campaign, I think it's absolutely a step in the right direction. Definitely. But uh yeah, I mean League got best esports again. Fuck League. <laughs> can't wait, I have can't wait to an cover ag- it I have an aggressive <laughs> I have an aggressive beef with League. League of Legends is <sighs> Yeah, I'm not a fan of League either. But, I mean, I'm sure eventually we'll have to cover it. I will literally never play a single game of League of Legends in my entire life. Okay, I guess we won't cover it. (laughs) 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 I I should specify, I don't have an issue with League of Legends of the game. I have an issue with people who play League of Legends because a majority of them are all just awful, atrocious people. Yeah, that's true. Minus one person we know. Who's that? Patty. My sister's boyfriend? Yeah. Nah, he's a he's a dick too. Fuck what are that you guy. talking about? <laughs> this is a this is a this is a my sister's boyfriend slander <laughs> episode. <laughs> Jesus. I'm kidding. Love you, Patty. <laughs> yeah, he's cool and he doesn't and he plays league, so I mean they can't all be bad. Just most of them. Well, I like I said, I didn't say all of them were bad. I just said a lot of them. True. Um, but even though I already said that that's kind of it, um, best ongoing game, <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was actually Is cool. it it or is it not? What? Is this it or is it not? This is it. This is, this is actually it. <laughs> okay. Um... But yeah, uh, best ongoing game, Final Fantasy XIV, um, which is cool to see because it had such poor, poor reception in the beginning. And also the yeah. uh, the pizza emote, if you get pizza from Grubhub, that'll be cool. That, 
sucked. I know. <laughs> I actually, I thought that was, I, I genuinely had like a moment of like existential dread when that happened. And it was a, it was a real bummer. We are teaming That's up like, with uh, Uber, no Grubhub to yada, yada, yada. That was, yeah, that was that's like the most late stage capitalism shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's a real fucking bummer. Yeah, that's just how it is. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> oh, so man. fucking stupid. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it though. <laughs> I completely, I completely forgot about that. I blocked it out of my brain. I'm glad I could bring it back like, up. It has, like, hatched in the, the recesses of my mind like an egg, and now I'm sad all over again. <laughs> well, that was actually it for me. So. Um, I don't I don't have anything else. Cool. <laughs> I could stop bringing things up now. Ooh, wait. No, yeah. Just kidding. Oh, boy. I'm joking. <laughs> Jesus. Um... But yeah, that's that. I guess that's it for the Game Awards, really. Uh, they they put on a decent show. I mean, they had cool Cuphead uh, orchestra, which was sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, Although Jeff Keighley did force us to sit through an Imagine Dragons uh, song, and that yeah. was that sucked. Yep. That was a real bummer. Yeah, um, that was annoying, and uh, the fact that it was like three and a half hours. Yeah, it was super fucking long. Yeah, that I was. It was like an hour past my bedtime because I <laughs> have to. I have to get up at three thirty in the fucking morning. So having to go to sleep at ten was, it it did not do wonders for me at work. Yeah, I mean you know, they had a lot to to go through. I mean I can't imagine next year with all the other games coming out, it'll be any shorter. So. <laughs> no, absolutely, it will not be. So, but yeah, Game Awards, I guess, uh, we should probably discuss, uh, Activision's atrocities. I think, I feel like we should start with the reason why I, cause I, I brought this up with you, Declan. Um, actually I feel like, okay. So definitively in the show, this is where the trigger warning will start. The, mm-hmm. the trigger slash content warning starts right now. Yep. Um, but the reason why I originally wanted to touch on this for the show, just because, I mean, a because uh, the you know the the situation I feel like gets worse every day with with Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always something new coming out, whether like it's like the the sexual harassment allegations or anything literally anything else at this point uh related but uh the thing that prompted me to mention it in the show is also because sort of related to the joke we made at the top of the show is like you know jeff Keeley, like before any games get announced or any games are given awards in the beginning of the show he talks about like how you know the the games industry as a whole should not tolerate like sexual harassment and you know, the Game Awards as a, uh, an organization does not stand for it. And then immediately after, they reveal a game from Quantic Dream uh, who uh, has a member of their team known as uh, David Cage who uh, 
and uh, excuse my language, but uh, has gone on record to say that he does not make games for fa- <laughs> So that was uh, a pretty aggressive blunder if I've ever heard one. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, and it was it was very frustrating to see just because, you know, even leading up to the Game Awards, like, a ton of people had been asking Jeff whether or not he would, like, allow Activision to be a part of the Game Awards at all, and there was a lot of back and forth, and, you know, Twitter was a shitstorm for, like, a full day and a half, Mm -hmm. and then he finally announced, like, you know, uh, Activision will not be a part of the Game Awards other than... Uh, the nominations it receives, which it didn't receive many from what I remember. It was like one or two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I guess there was, there was that. Um, but then, like I said, you know, there was like the quantic dream announcement at literally the top of the show Mm -hmm. immediately after his whole spiel about sexual harassment. Um, there were like, I don't remember exactly where, but there was some Ubisoft uh, announcements probably in the pre-show somewhere where I uh, didn't catch that. But Ubisoft has had some stuff going on with, like, allegations of sexual harassment and abuse. And, uh, you know, it's just it's it's not it's not a a fun time for video games right now. I mean, sure, it's a it's a fun time for the consumer, but not really for anyone in the actual uh, um, industry, you know. And s- mm-hmm. some of the consumers also oppressed, you know. Like uh, people will, uh, what's the? How am I going to word this? Uh, a lot of like video game consumers are like, you know, male, but. Um, it's because like people are like being oppressed all all the games companies are making you know games about cis white males and you know there's there's a handful of good developers making making uh unique titles for uh you know people who uh, deserve them but um it's it's hard pressed to find a company that uh will um, account for everyone's needs, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know the, how much you agree with me <laughs> um, there, but I, I, it, I just, you know, it's tough. The for a yeah, lot of people. well, the problem is, I mean, games in general, whether it's from the community or the development side, is like it's a pretty aggressively male-dominated industry. Yeah. I mean. Like, as far as, like, the community goes, like, when you think of a gamer gator, like, the first thing that pops into your head is some, like, fat dipshit neck neckbeard dude. Or, like, you know. They normally are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, all of the sexual harassment allegations are being leveled at, like, like pretty predominant male members of, like, these big companies. Like, even Bobby Kotick himself... Like, the CEO of Activision Blizzard has allegations leveled against him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just... The problem with it is, like... It's a very hard line to thread, especially for, you know, like, 
I was listening to uh, another video game podcast, Triple Click, who I've actually mentioned on the show before, and uh, they mentioned they were mentioning like it's not an easy like spot for Jeff to uh, maneuver because you know you can't you can't punish an entire company for the actions of a few, right? Because while the things going on at Activision Blizzard are absolutely horrendous and should be condemned in every shape and form. Mm-hmm. There are so many other people who work there who work so hard on these games, you know, like right. down from down from the smallest, like first level developer to, you know, the directors of some of these games who I'm sure all aren't terrible people and do a great job. And so it's a very tough line to thread. Like, OK, how do we how do we navigate this as a community and, you know, recognize that what is going on with Activision Blizzard is both not okay, but at the same time recognizing that, you know, we can't punish everybody because not everybody did anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's that's what makes action against this kind of thing so difficult. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's so many sides to this like massive dodecahedron, I don't know. <laughs> But it's like, it's it's just not, even for more than just, like, Jeff Keighley, it's, it's, it's difficult for anyone um, to be able to um, navigate this kind of uh, rough terrain, you know? It's, it's mm-hmm. for, for anyone in, like, a position of power in the gaming industry, it's, it's difficult to... Um, I guess like guide an entire massive community of people under your um, flag. So like like any games company is always gonna have sick people, like because that's what they are. They're they're mentally actually sick. Like these people are disgusting, but like. I I just it, it's so hard for for anyone to to be able to like I I, I know I'm I'm totally just like I I'm like gushing I, I, it's hard to as much as it's hard for these people to like do anything it, it's hard for me to talk about this because I don't personally me I I'm a white male I I don't really know anything about oppression really it, it's hard for me to talk about this you know. Mm-hmm. It's. I almost feel like it's not my, not not my place. Like, I, I, obviously things need to happen, but, it like everyone needs to have a voice. But like, it's it's hard for me to, um, make any like claims. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. I can put as much support as I can towards any people that that need it, but like. I don't know. It's 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 a hard it's a hard uh terrain. I think the problem with what's going on right now is <clears throat> you know this is not it's it's not an issue limited to Activision Blizzard. The the only reason why this company is in the spotlight right now is because it got caught, right? Yeah. Like this sort of stuff goes on in, I mean, not even just limited to video games. 
I can almost 100% guarantee you this goes on in every company throughout the entire history of, you know, modern America, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is, it's, it's just not new because people in position of power, especially when it's, you know, a white cis dude seems to be the trend because obviously it would be. Mm-hmm. The fucking, you know, these people just, they, they abuse their power and then they get away with it because they are, they're the ones in power, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very frustrating because it definitely sort of feels like, especially in, uh, like the speech Jeff Keeley gave, like there was definitely an element of it where it felt like the responsibility to put an end to what these like big CEOs and, you know, people like Bobby Kotick and like people in the, in the positions of power in these companies, like it almost feels like there are people in these positions of power who are trying to put it onto the consumer to fix it for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's an issue because while in a sense you were right, like, you know, the two of us as individuals, like if you take away the fact that we have a podcast and have a quote platform, whatever the fuck that means for a podcast who gets 20 viewers an episode, right? Like taking that away from it, like the fact, like you and I are two just people. Like I, I have no connections to anybody in the video game industry. Neither do you. So what the fuck are we going to do? Right. And you know, obviously the, the big thing we can do is speak out, and, you know, condemn and say for a fact that we do not support what is going on inside of Activision Blizzard and, you know, the the abuses that have been leveled at some of these employees and just the, the terrible way that these companies treat their employees. Mm-hmm. But after a certain point, that it it starts to become like a gray area, right? Because kind of like I was saying, like, I, I personally have made the decision to stop playing Activision Blizzard games. Not that I really played many to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. Warzone was really the only one that I could think of. Not even that I played that a ton. Right. But I have since now, like, uninstalled all, like, Warzone-related or Call of Duty-related stuff just because I don't... I personally feel like that is what I want to do to show my support for, you know, the the people who are being, like victimized by these like these men in power but not everybody necessarily like that doesn't necessarily mean everybody has to do that right Mm -hmm. like i like we have friends who still regularly want to play warzone and i i i i hold nothing against them because like i said when it came to the decision that jeff Keeley had to make like there are other people who work on these games who are good people and you know while to some degree, like playing Warzone and spending money on the microtransactions in the game does technically support Bobby Kotick. It also supports the, you know, the the good people and the hardworking people who work on these games. You know what I mean? Right. Which is why it's such so, like a, a thin, thin line. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. But the other issue, the other issue is to a certain degree, like, there is something that can be done, but it's not it's not on our shoulders to do it, right? Right. It is, like, for example, right, the board of directors has stated that they refuse to push Bobby Kotick out because he has, quote, made the company a lot of money. Right. But, 
he like despite the fact that all of the terrible things that have been levied against him and a lot of his subordinates like many of these people still work at Activision to this day Bobby Kotick is still the CEO of Activision Blizzard to this day he is still a board member of that company to this day mm -hmm. and no like no action has been taken against any of these people just recently like a bunch i i believe the number is like 18 QA testers at Raven Software were like they were all like laid off Bef but before that like they were told that they needed to relocate and you know all these other things but they were just laid off with like basically like completely summarily just kicked to the curb for no reason and you know it's it's things like this where like despite the fact that such a a large majority of the community like no matter where you stand on any side of the spectrum like there's a very large majority of people who are actively speaking out against what is happening at Activision Blizzard and the way they are treating their employees and you know the the lack of pay and the the sexual abuse allegations and things like that there are so many people speaking out about this issue and yet nothing is being done inside the company where it absolutely should be happening like the people the people who are capable of making these changes refuse to do it because all they see is the dollars and that's what's frustrating about it. And they all say, vote with your wallet. Like, it's going to, like, which is which is a good thing to do. But it's like, they're they're telling us it's so, it's so hypocritical for them to say, vote with your wallet when mm -hmm. they themselves can't even do that because they're always going to vote on the money side. Exactly. Which is horrendous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it even would have been... Personally, in my opinion, it would have been nice for Jeff to specifically call out <clears throat> Activision Blizzard because that's the reason why we're having this conversation in the first place. Mm -hmm. Is because no one, everyone, Activision Blizzard. Exactly, like all of the big. Ex that's not even necessarily true, though. Like you know, the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has specifically he. I believe he sent out a memo a while ago to all the employees at Xbox, specifically calling out Activision. Like there are big CEOs and big people of like in positions of power in these companies who are speaking out against Activision Blizzard. But the problem with having to address it in something like the Game Awards, um, there. There is a, a member of the board for the Game Awards who works for Activision. Mm -hmm. So th I imagine that plays a part into why he didn't mention Activision Blizzard specifically. But at least in my personal opinion, it would have been nice for him to speak out against Activision specifically. You know, despite the fact that this goes on in, in every games company, like I, I, I shouldn't say every games company, but probably a lot of them, especially the big ones, you know, it, considering that it's such a male dominated uh industry you know and wherever wherever men go this is a problem right mm -hmm. and that's not me trying to be like oh men are always the men are always the bad guys never women no like there's there is a reason why men like specifically white men get the reputation that they do and it's because they bring it on themselves and it is instances like this where men in a position of power abuse it and then ruin the fun for everybody. And video games should be the last place that we want to do this, but it happens anyway. And I, it's just, it's all very, very frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's the sad reality, but like I said, or like I literally just said, it's the reality. 
I don't know. It's it, It'll take a lot of work to get to a nice, like, me, like a, not even a happy medium to let anywhere, like, with actual, like, to, to, to get people into a better work environment when it comes to the gaming industry. Um, and I'm not even sure how we get there, you know? Like, but... All I know is uh, it, it it shouldn't just be on the consumer, right? <laughs> like that—that's mm-hmm. the whole point that uh, we're trying to make, and also that these these people are just totally fucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even separate from the 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 uh, accusations of sexual abuse going on in these companies, like. The games industry has just had so many issues for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it has been a constant narrative that game developers don't get paid enough. Like, right. And despite the fact that, yeah, like Bobby Co- Bobby Kotick is a literal billionaire, mm-hmm. and you know he 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 gets to rake in millions and millions and millions of dollars on every Call of Duty game every year, while his employees at the most basic level are struggling to make ends meet because. Mm-hmm. You know, they they just don't get paid enough, and they don't like they they work awful awful hours all the time. And this isn't specific to Activision Blizzard at this point either. This is a lot of video game companies where crunch is a huge issue, and this is a conversation that has been happening for years. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's 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 pay gaps. There's like there's just it hap like. And you know, unionizing is a big issue. Like Activision, it was it was an what what's the word I'm looking for? It was it was leaked recently a memo from Activision that literally threatened its employees about signing a a union contract, like a contract to unionize, mm-hmm. which is completely fucked. Right. And this isn't like that certainly isn't new to the games industry. This is that's been going on for a long time in companies other than the games industry. I mean, it was just recently announced that Kellogg's is going to replace 1400 workers instead of getting them like a fair union contract. They would rather replace 1400 people and force all of those people to lose their jobs than pay them a bit more. Jesus. And it's it's completely fucking ridiculous that this is the world that we have to exist in because the people who are in positions of power who are more than capable of changing it refuse to because all they want to see is the money they make. Mm-hmm. Just a huge, like, deficit. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I, I really didn't want to make, like, the latter half of the show about, you know, like, just, like, a real bummer, but I I really think this is a discussion that needed to be had. Yeah. You know? N- not even, like, a discussion between us, but it needs to be talked more openly in the community. Like, it's mm-hmm. it, it's not, like, about making a statement. It's, it's about, like, getting the word out there. Exactly. It's about, like, overthrowing, maybe not overthrowing, but uh, it's about, like, making this 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 stupid fucking um industry at, at least a little bit better but it's a it's a it's a long tough road <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I just wanted to, like... Obviously, we wouldn't have a video game podcast if we didn't love video games. Mm -hmm. Like, I collect video games, and, you know, like, this is our... At least for me, this is my passion, is video games. And, you know, to see all of these, like, all of these issues come out and be constantly talked about and still go, for the most part, unaddressed and, like, the consequences of these people's actions still not come to fruition is... It's very disheartening, and it's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Indie developers, people, get on that. <laughs> yeah. Until, you know, there's some weird power change, and uh, either way. I think we've gotten pretty lucky with indie developers so far. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I mean, there's only so many uh, so many words I can say in between. You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, the Activision slash games development as a whole rant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, do we want to touch on our, like, games of the year personally? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's end on a happier note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it'll be good to kind of, to touch on some of the games that we played this year and that we that we enjoyed mm-hmm. um if you'd like to go first be my guest uh well i was thinking what we could do is just like list a couple of games that we played this year not even necessarily ones that came out this year okay. that you know stood out to us and then at the end we talk about like our our personal game of the year you know what i mean okay um y- you just mean like like games we played just in general this year yeah, like it doesn't have to be the ones that we played for the show. It could be ones that we played on our personal time or stuff like that. Okay. Sounds good. So, yeah, I guess the ones that I kind of wanted to touch on, um, uh, The Binding of Isaac, uh, with the new DLC coming out, Repentance, uh, I I really haven't touched it uh, since maybe about the middle of the year, but the time I spent with it, I had a ton of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Isaac is just a game in general that I've poured fucking hundreds of hours in across like a bajillion different platforms that that fucking game is on mm-hmm. and i i know for a fact i haven't even scratched the fucking surface of like the game like the game and its new dlc and there's like so much shit that i don't even come close to understanding but it's that game is a fucking blast and there's me on the other um, side of the coin with that <laughs> yeah yeah i know you like you play a shit ton of that game right now yeah um, like as of the last like this year in general, I've played pretty much all of my 300 hours in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as soon as Repentance came out. Um, but then, I guess another... A couple other ones. Uh, there were definitely some games we played for the show that stood out to me. Like, uh, Castle Crashers was a super fun game to, to come back to, and mm-hmm. recording that episode was a ton of fun. Um, uh, even uh, Spider-Man PS4, for a, a more recent episode, that game was... A, a ton of fun to finally sit down and really experience. Um, let's see what else. Hades, Hades was a, uh, a ton of fun to return to as well. Um, fuck, Hades was a game last year during the Game Awards that got crazy snubbed. That game a hundred percent should have won Game of the Year, and it did not. Yeah. I was very upset about that. Um, but yeah, those are those are the ones that immediately come to mind where I'm like, oh yeah, I did I did particularly enjoy those. Well, 
um, on on my end, like like you were saying, we got Isaac. <laughs> um, I played the absolute shit out of it this year. Um, it's kind of like when I really got into it. Um, you know what I mean? Like I I wasn't a huge um, Isaac guy up until pretty much just uh just this year really mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've noticed that trend <laughs> oh yeah you like i of all the games that i've seen you play this year it's been like apex and isaac yeah that's that's kind of like you know how it's been um but i mean other than that like the all the pumpkin patch stuff i i really like horror games so i'll throw in the Evil Within was on there, um, even though that's that's a pretty old game by now. That was a fun game to play. Dead by Daylight, um, Resident Evil Village came out this year. That's an actual game of the year kind of thing. Um, I'll definitely throw it up there. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I'd be, I don't, I probably shouldn't talk about it until next week. <laughs> um, Save yeah, save all save all your near talk for next week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I will. Guilty Gear Strive definitely made that list. Um, <laughs> as reference to my very massive popping off towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, that's kind of it. I mean, we we played we played a lot of games, but the ones that really stuck, I'll give a little condensed one. Resident Evil Village, Guilty Gear, um, Isaac, Apex, and I think that's uh, that's kind of it for my uh, Game of the Year list. Um, and uh, I'll throw Dead by Daylight on there because I, I only played that this year. So we'll go with that. All right. So... I guess what is your like what is the, like the one game that you would say is your game of the year? Well, it's tough. Uh, man, if we if we have to go by like hours played or like the most time sunk in to a game, it would be between Apex and Isaac. Um <laughs> so I'll do two, one in general that I played the most in my my game of this year. So my game of of this actual 2021 year I'll give to Resident Evil 8 um just because that had me like I I blasted through it. I had a ton of fun with it it had a great story um Lady Dimitrescu uh the it, it's just beautiful and I'm glad to see uh Capcom come back with uh good Resident Evil games especially after 5 and 6 and then uh, my my game that I've spent the most time playing and enjoying. Oh, fuck, <laughs> I think I have to give it to uh... shit. God damn it, this sucks. This is, this is hard. <laughs> oh, this is this is not. Oh, fuck, what am I gonna do? Can I can I make an argument for one of them? Yeah, and I think you'll be a bit surprised. I. I think from like from my perspective like watching you play either of these games I think I I personally would see making more sense you picking Apex. <laughs> what, okay, what's what's your <laughs> why do you think that? 
So at least for me, I know like you introduced me to one of like my newest friends, uh, Nark. Shout out to him if you listen to the show. He does. Uh, every but like, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well then, sup, Nark. Uh, but you know, I like for of the times that I've played like Apex with you, which wasn't a ton. It was it was like pretty heavy for a while there, but then I kind of petered off just because Apex has kind of struggled to keep my interest lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've always had a ton of fun playing Apex with you, and I know like. Whenever, whenever I hear you like laughing in your like room, and you're always laughing super hard, you're, you, almost a hundred percent of the time you're playing Apex with Narc or somebody like that. So I think that, like, from my outsider's perspective, that Apex would seem to make the most sense to me if you pick one of the two. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I, I definitely had a lot more fun with Apex. Um, I, I'll definitely give it to Apex. And uh, <laughs> Isaac being a very close second, um, I do think me being me, I'm kind of really antisocial. Um, so Apex has kind of helped me um, keep in touch with people around me, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and with Isaac, I'm kind of just listening to a podcast while playing it. So I think I think Apex has been. Uh, more I'll, I'll say it's been a little bit more healthy for me as a person so i'll, <laughs> I'll give it to apex <laughs> all right uh, so what about you so i guess if i'm gonna go off of your formula if we're talking about hours played this year uh i unfortunately have to give that to cookie clicker oh my god <laughs> wait I, yeah. I have to look at i have hours. literally i have i probably like so I believe I checked recently and it does like you're playing the, cookie clicker right counter. now. <laughs> yeah, I have it running. It's literally running on the computer in the living room. Jesus. Um, <laughs> 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 I probably unironically have that game like a thousand hours over that in it at this point, just because I let it run all day. Uh, so I'm ashamed to say that cookie clicker is probably my top played game of the year. Um, but if I'm talking like my actual personal goatee, I have to give it to Halo Infinite, yeah, which I can, I can I, see why I am. I'm so glad that I can give it to Halo because especially after the release of Halo five, like I had zero faith that Halo was going to be as good as it used to be, right. you know, like, man, like back in the day when, uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Jacob, shout out to him. Uh, him and I used to hop on Halo Reach and just play the shit out of that game. One of one of like my goals as a this is literally the cringiest thing I'm gonna say, but one of my gamer goals is to complete the Halo Reach campaign on Legendary. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to someday. And you know, for Halo to make such a fucking fantastic comeback because this game literally kicks ass right. is it. It fills me with a, a level of joy that I was not expecting it to. I did not expect this game to be nearly as good as it is, and I'm so I'm so glad I'm having as much fun with it as as I am. You know, I am actually. I, I feel like Halo came in clutch because I feel like if it wasn't Halo, it would be Civ Civ Six for you. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I I I adore Civilization Six. Yeah, because the, the, there was a lot of time there where. Uh, whenever I'd hop on Steam, I'd get the message, um, Tully is playing uh, Civilization Six, and 
you know, it's just it's definitely like a like a um a title that I would if if someone asked like what is a game that you played like a, a lot of and really liked, I'd definitely put out either Isaac or Civ, but you know, I mean, yeah. Halo came in, Halo kicks ass, and I, I know you enjoy that game a lot. I I checked my Steam page recently. I only have like 12 hours in it, too, at least in the multiplayer. Yeah, so. shit. Yeah, I haven't played much, but... Clicker. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bought that game oh my like God. weeks ago. I really did. <laughs> it literally, it runs 24-7. You, you, My girlfriend hates you've it. You've almost convinced me to get it, but I don't know if I care to get a fucking auto-clicker. <laughs> Dude, you could literally let it run on your second monitor. I could. I could run two games at once if I really wanted. But then I'd have to give up the auto... Or I, I wouldn't be able to use auto-clicker. That's true. I use an auto-clicker because I'm a dirty, dirty cheater. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. If if I was gonna do an auto clicker, I'd make like a Lego contraption one of one of their motors to click. <laughs> <laughs> but then you can't stuff. click four thousand times a second. That's true, but at least it would be it wouldn't be quote unquote cheating. <laughs> well, it, it would be a cool little thing I did. That's fair. You, you downloaded a zip file and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna beat the shit." <laughs> <laughs> listen i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna have literally octillions of cookies so yeah <laughs> what does that count for in real life <laughs> 500 hours of my life wasted dopamine yeah I mean, exactly yeah. i just like watching the number tick up yeah if, if, if you like it then who am i to judge you you know yeah, I should preface this. I'm not, like, sitting at the computer 24-7, like, literally staring at Cookie Clicker all day. I just let it run. Yeah, you're always, like, w- and then watching I'll... a show or something while it's on. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not just, like, completely yeah. no-lifing yeah, it, right. but it certainly isn't anything to be proud of either. Nah, fuck you. You're, you're doing a Cookie Clicker. I'm going to do Sakura Clicker. <laughs> That's that's the hentai. Oh my one. god! <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just you've definitely. Sure. This is not the first time in my life you've mentioned that game to me, and I it I know for a fact it will not be the last. Yeah, I'm also very excited to cover Hoonie Pop One and Two. I am not. <laughs> We're going to eventually. We have to. I know we are. <laughs> we can have Jacob on for that one. Cause, cause he, was, he was doing it while I was throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's such a wild thing out of context for you to have just said there. Yeah, I, I was I was laying in my bed throwing up all over my wall, and uh, he was playing <laughs> <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> oh my fucking god! It's funny. Okay, we need to end this episode. Jesus Christ! An hour and a half. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. it was a good conversation. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I can't wait to okay, just listen so, to it while playing Isaac <laughs> and occasionally fixing it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we got shit to plug. So if you would like to send an email, whether that be like a listener question or anything else, uh, you can send that to callusapointpodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, and then we also have a Twitter where we give, you know, updates for the show or, uh, oh, fuck. We never tweeted out the, the Cuphead fan art, did we? Uh, we, we, Damn, we didn't. We, we did the uh, the Arby's. Profile we did change page. the profile picture. That is still our profile picture. Do, do we? Well, I feel uh, like we might get in trouble. <laughs> like copyright. Stuff. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, that is uh, at Call a Save Point. If you want to go check that out, and then uh, also if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a, a rating on there. Yeah, um, this is where I step in and. Uh, give a wholesome response like please uh give us five stars and not a threat yeah that's it that's all i had to say <laughs> <laughs> all right well, well what are you we'll talking see you guys about? wait threats I what i don't know i don't know you tell me <laughs> okay anyway all right well we'll see you guys next week for the near episode yeah sorry we uh we pushed back but uh it was necessary anyway bye <laughs> Bye, everybody.